Oh, I had a flashback uh, about five minutes ago when we had to come out, and Danny said, we're gonna sing Jesus Loves Me as we go out. And um, what she doesn't know is in fifth grade, <laughs> uh, my, t my teacher, the music teacher said, um, we're gonna do Hello Dolly Julie as a musical, and since you're in choir and you can't sing, you're gonna be the dolly, the Hello Dolly, the dolly is the gal. And you're going to um, not say a word. You're going to say watermelon, 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 all throughout the thing. <laughs> and, uh, and oh my gosh, when we came through that door and had to sing Jesus Love Me, thank God we had our mask on. <laughs> oh my gosh, I broke my I'm sorry. Here we go. Anyway, I'm Julie Ship. It is so great to be um, back with women. Since I live with all men, it is very nice <laughs> to be um, to be seen by women. Because um, you appreciate that I got dressed up and washed my hair and put my makeup on. And my <laughs> notice. So um, during COVID, I, um, as I always do with most people, I say very specifically, I'm Julie Ship, S-H-I-P-P, -P, like a boat. Because especially with a mask, they can take that in, um, away. So the receptionist on the phone said, are you tired of all the boat metaphors or um, analogies? with COVID, and I don't do social media, as many of you know, and so I went home, and no pun intended, there was a boatload of them. Many of them had done sidewalk chalks, we're in the same storm, but a different boat, or vice versa, we're in the same boat, but different storm. I have a crew, you don't have a crew. Um, if you, your wind, um, if you don't like the wind, adjust your sails. You know, you get the point, they went on and on. And um, well, what I do know is 2020 has just been a bust and it is a storm. Um, but the good news is that, um, you know, we, we serve a God that, that can take care of us. And um, it brought me to a couple of the verses in um, the Bible in Luke where uh, Jesus tells the disciples, get in the boat. We're going to go to the other side. And Jesus falls asleep in the boat. You know the story. The storm is raging and the disciples are not trusting Jesus. He's asleep for goodness sakes. What's he going to do? And you know, Jesus tells the storm to be still. We know the story. We don't know how the ending is going to be with um, this pandemic, but we do know the God we serve is mighty. The God we serve is in control always. And um, we have generational wells to dig from, from our uh, reservoir in the Bible of histories of what he's done before. He will do again, or even in our own walk with God, um, he, he has done, he has brought us through. You guys can't hear me in the back. So sorry. Anyway, Can you so get on the stage? Okay, I will get on the stage. Anyway, that's probably not even, it's in my notes. I should probably get out my notes. Um, okay. Is it turned off? No, she's got lapel. <coughs> I didn't know where the other mic was bothering me. So, anyway, um, let me just start. <laughs> In March, like everyone, we missed out on dreams, plans, self-indulgent events, and as my girlfriend's mom always says, privilege problems. Uh, for that, um, for those weeks, we stayed. Um, you know, all my boys came home, they um, did online learning, and every day I, I was hearing this song, um, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's Stay in This Moment, and it kept playing and playing, and I'd be like, 
okay, God, I know you're saying something to me, but to just stay in this moment. Be still, Julie. Um, and one morning I realized I no longer had three teenagers. Two of them are now 20 and 21, because that used to be my thing. And um, things had changed. And I realized I had just been given a blessing because um, when they're in high school, you see them for a minute in the morning and then a minute at night, and then they're gone. And then they go to college, they never come home. And so, I mean, when I left after high school, I never came back. And so I was like, I got this blessing that my boys got to be back, get to know each other again, get to be home. I got to see their character that they were becoming. Um, and I realized um, that they've become young adults, you know, and I needed to be more relevant versus the nagging kind of parent that I had been when I was trying to raise them. And then, <laughs> um, so in one of those mornings, we were playing cards or whatever we were doing, um, and one of the boys is like, I'm so tired of this SIP. And then one of them comes down and says something else and like an acronym. And I'm like, what, everybody stop, what, what is SIP? And they're like, shelter in place, mom, get with it, you know? <laughs> and so, and then it went, you know, like I would say something like, oh, she's out to lunch. They didn't know what I was talking about. I've like, never heard that before. You know, and then, and then all those text things that they would tell me like, um, you know, when you put K, that means you're upset versus okay. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. I was just in a hurry. I'm just not mad. I just wanted you to know I was okay, you know? <laughs> so we were on this different language. And um, so that is why I um, made this acronym, um, Grow and Love, is because when Danny asked me to speak um, at Outpost, one, I thought it was just going to be our small little committee meeting. I don't know we all do. But... She asked me to speak, and I couldn't really think what I had learned. I was like, I really haven't learned anything yet. But then the more you reflect on it, I was so thankful that I knew Jesus. I knew who my Savior was and whose I was to him. And I was so thankful that I knew Bible verses and I knew, um, you know, when to keep my mouth quiet. And, you know, like I knew that the Holy Spirit lived in me, the same spirit that um, was you know, that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that is in me. And um, I learned that, and I knew that, and I could hold on to that. So when everybody else was worried with fear, like in the boat, when they were worried in fear, you know, people kept saying, well, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power and his love and his um, self-discipline, some of them say, and mine. Um, you, you can't. You don't know, if you don't know the word, you don't know what to do with that fear. Those disciples had fear. God says we have fear, we have anger, we have those feelings, but not to act on it. Just like anger can turn and manifest into hate. So what do you do with that fear? You speak the word of God back to, you know, that problem or that issue or that thing that is making you afraid. And so um, I was so thankful, one, that I knew the word because, as my mom always said, you're in an accident, you're not going to be carrying your Bible around and knowing what to do. You have to have it in you to be able to speak it out. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so I was thankful. And then the more I sat around about it, I thought, gosh, you know what? I don't even, I, I, I need to grow in love with my kids, too. It needs to change. Just like when I grow in love with you, Lord, I've gone from glory to glory to glory. Like, I wasn't as good as whatever you told me I was. I mean, like, 
I really messed up again. I thought, you made me look good. <laughs> you know, like, so, you know, a little bit and a little bit you learn, and then you take a break and you learn some more. And then as long as you keep hold of Jesus, he's going to change you from the inside out. And so I kept thinking, you know what? They're home. I've been given this time. It's a blessing that they're home. Um, so I had to change my perspective and be very thankful um, that they were there instead of being negative, like, oh, I'm sure they cook, and all they do is clean your clothes. <laughs> you know how it is with kids. So, um, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, but growing in love with kids, I needed to change. Because as, as toddlers, we snuggle, we play Legos. As teenagers, we drive, we drive them around. And then event after event, and then um, we sometimes had to parent in tough love, and I'm not the nice mom either. So um, along the way, though, we have to make the shift in growing our love. Um, and you know, one time when we were playing cards, I so wanted to bring, lean over there to that one boy and say, if you would just shave, brush your teeth, take a shower, put on a new pair of sweatpants during COVID, you know, you'd feel a lot better. <laughs>
can you open my eyes and let me see what you want me to learn from this? Um, I made a couple of these note cards. This is what they used to do, and I um, laminated them, and they have Bible verses on them. <clears throat> I used to hang them above the toilet where my kids would pee, hoping, <laughs> hoping that they would read them as they were going to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's probably not appropriate. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, um, and I would take them out and put them in my car, or why I'm cooking, I would have the recipe, and I'm like, I don't understand that verse, Lord. Okay, yep, that's me. I need to change. I need to, I need to figure that out. So, uh, get with God. I don't care what it looks like. There's podcasts. There is um, Bible verses that you sent to your email. There's all sorts of ways these days that you can get the Word of God in you. And that is the only way that it's going to change you, you as a person. Um, read His Word. Uh, God is love and God is the Word. And the Word never goes out void. So, get the Word of God in you. Um, o is for opportunities or the other one was get God out of your box because however you've got him closed in, that is not how he is. Um, in Ephesians, where, where the, the rooted and grounded love is, that book is only five pages, and it took me 20 minutes to read it this week. I just, every every quote I have memorized is in there, and I didn't realize it because I had never read that book all in one sitting. So um, get God out of your box and know that he will do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ever ask or think. That's in um, Ephesians as well. Okay, and then um, either worship, because you can't worry when you're worshiping, or win people to Christ. Either one, pick one. Whatever fits with you. And then do everything in love, because the two commandments are love your neighbor as yourself and love God with all your full heart. Um, if we do those two things, then he says that's that's what he has created us here is for love. So um, maybe I should close with something I wanted to say. Um, give me one second, sorry. Um, also, I am just a um, a normal, average person, and the one Bible verse that kept coming up. This morning and this week, because I felt like one of those clowns that we used to have that you have a punching bag and it just keeps coming back. <laughs> that was my life Monday, and everything came um, kind of in a storm. And I said, This stuff, I'm preaching it to me on Monday. I am preaching all of this, and I'm telling you, I'm like, just get the word, Julie. Know that God is in control. You know, um, but it reminded me of the story of David and Goliath. David was a shepherd boy. Jesse was his dad. Jesse said to David, go take lunch to your brothers. They're fighting Goliath down there. And Jesse immediately obeyed, which is, could be another O, obey. Um, my kids would have said, why? Why do I have to do it now? I'll do it later. But David <laughs> took the lunch, and um, that's how he got to the point where he used the slingshot to um, kill Goliath. I thought it was interesting this week I heard his perspective, and um, I think sometimes we need to shift our perspective. He said, um, he, I guess Goliath would come out every morning and say, who wants to fight me? And all of the people there fighting would say, he's too big. And then when David got there, he said, he's too big to miss. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then he used the slingshot. So I think sometimes it's our perspective. Turn off the news. You know, turn off your emails. Uh, 
put everything away and realize you have the opportunity to have Jesus in your spirit. You don't have to go to tabernacle or festival. He is living in the New Testament as in our in our inside, and we have him to talk to every minute of every day. And um, so that's what I want for all of you is to be rooted and grounded in God's love. We can't see. We can't see it in the back. And I pray that you, being rooted and established, established in the um, in the dictionary means never. It's permanent. It never leaves. So I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So amen. So that was Paul's prayer in Ephesians. The first um, couple um, paragraphs in Ephesians is all about the gospel. It's a good way to just make yourself like be reminded of all that you've been given. And then the last part is the Paul that prays this prayer over the people in Ephesians. And interesting enough, he bows. He gets so excited and so like energized that he bows to do it. And I think sometimes our posture also needs to be just remember that we have the ability to bow to our Lord and Savior. So anyway, who had a birthday in April? Anybody during COVID when you were isolated and nobody could see you happy birthday? So you can take any of these plants or um, or whatever, and then um, I may do these little um, memorization cards. Come up and get them. And, uh, I know it's really dorky. Sorry, I'm not very proud. <laughs> but you can put them and think of me and know that we want you to be rooted and grounded in love. And then anybody have a May birthday? No May, I'm the only one. Okay. Okay, so they want to um, discuss about the Bible study sign up, and I can just um, encourage you to please, please sign up. Please do the homework because you will only get it. You will be rooted and grounded in love if you spend time with Jesus. And feel this love. Thank you. Thank you.